Well, South African bonds traded little change today despite a slightly firmer rand with analysts saying trading volumes are likely to be thin until volatility returns to the market. But while thin liquidity has worked to reduce outflows and losses have been limited by the ongoing <coughs> speculation regarding the fate of President Jacob Zuma, bonds have started the year on a bad note with net foreign sales of local bonds to the tune of 1 billion rand as of this morning. In the meantime, the ECB sold its entire holding of bonds in retail giant Steinhoff, which is facing multiple probes into accounting irregularities stretching back several years. Reuters estimates that the ECB cut losses in Steinhoff at less than half of its original investment. And joining us in studio now to go through some of the activity that's been playing out in the fixed income space is Craig Sherman, Credit Portfolio Manager at Ashburton. And uh, Ian Crookshanks, who's with the SA Institute of Race Relations, joins us at the desk as well. Welcome, gentlemen, and thanks so much for joining me this evening. Uh, Craig, domestic focus remains on the ANC, which begins its first National Executive Committee meeting tomorrow. Speculation continues in terms of what um, the fate is for President Jacob Zuma. Uh, to what extent are the markets pricing in the eventuality of a potential recall? So I think uh, to a large extent the, the market is pricing an eventual recall. Um, and we have seen very strong bond markets ever since, uh, ever since the, uh, the ANC Electoral com uh, Commission ended in, in December. Um, that being said, I think there is still some, uh, some upside to when we see the actual eventual recall, um, if that actually takes place. Um, so I think we saw evidence of that in the market today, where there was a fake news report that uh, Jacob Zuma had resigned, and uh, the rand strengthened um, almost 15 cents on the back of that, and uh, rebounded almost uh, immediately. But uh, that does give an indication that uh, there is more room for, for a rally in the event that we actually have official confirmation. As you say, there's a big if. Um, around that though and what that triggers is a whole lot of skittishness amongst investors whether they be local or foreign uh, at this stage uh, with that in play do you see South Africa potentially missing out uh, on an opportunity here because overall emerging market currencies are continuing to find support Argentina is rushing to sell as much as 10 billion dollars of debt on Thursday to meet its financing needs for the year and it's looking to get ahead of other emerging markets tapping into these international national debt markets. Yeah, so I think that doesn't compete directly with what South Africans' borrowing needs are. Um, South Africa borrows mainly in domestic markets. Um, and uh, we had actually had an auction today, which was the first bond auction of the year, the nom first nominal bond auction of the year. And uh, we saw a significant strength in that auction with, uh, with bonds clearing two to three points below uh, mid-market levels going into the auction, as well as strong uh, bid cover ratios. Um, I think South Africa is in the fortunate position where we aren't as reliant on the international bond markets as a country such as Argentina. Um, so I don't think it's a case of Argentina crowding out other issuers in the market. I think it's just a case of them getting ahead and taking advantage of uh, favorable credit uh, conditions globally as they exist Yeah, because uh, what we're looking at is reports saying the government is looking to sell bonds with maturities of 5, 10 and 30 years to yield between 4 and 7%. <coughs> what do you make of that kind of investment opportunity, Ian? Well, I think just looking at that spread of maturities, that's common practice that they should, uh, where there is demand, satisfy the demand which is there already at relatively attractive rates compared to recent history. What worries me though is not just what the government wants to borrow, it's what they may be called on to advance in because of guarantees that they have put up. Take ESCOM for example. Now uh, ESCOM are, are hardly more than halfway through their annual funding program which, which ends in March. Now what are they doing? Having nice holidays. You know, mm -hmm. And I think that this is, this is a poor 
uh, indication of the extent of their willingness to try or readiness to go it alone, to do it themselves, to solve their own problems. They're sitting back and saying, that's all right, we have these guarantees, government will rescue us. That may make quite a difference uh, to the government's own uh, uh, risk profile. Do you think that will have an effect? Yeah, certainly. So I think that's one of the main concerns that has been yes. highlighted multiple times by the rating agencies yes. um, in terms of the significant risk to further downgrades of South African sovereign rating. Um, that being said, I think National Treasury are aware. Um, it has been widely reported about what Eskom's uh, liquidity situation is. And um, we, um, we are of a view that's being closely monitored. Mm. And um, at this stage, we don't think that there will be uh, an actual liquidity problem at Eskom, and it's being managed behind the scenes for now. Okay. I hope you're right. <laughs> I <laughs> hope so too. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, well, talking about strained liquidity issues, let's take a look at more of the corporate news that's filtered through because the big news today the ECB selling Steinhoff uh, yeah. bonds at a loss, uh, potentially losing more than half of the amount uh, it invested. Uh, and what's interesting is that the ECB's uh, purchases of credit, of course, forms a component of its quantitative easing scheme aimed at lowering uh, bond costs for entrepreneurs. But critics say that they enrich large companies while endangering the public purse. Does the scenario prove the point? Yes, I, I, th I think you know, people can point to, to tight credit spreads globally, um, and certainly one of the reasons for that, and particularly in Europe, is the ECB's program of, of buying these corporate bonds. Um, so um, it has definitely eased funding conditions for, for European corporates, um, but I don't think necessarily it's to the detriment of the man in the street. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we've had Germany's uh, central bank CEO, the chairman of the Bundesbank, having asked for a date to be set for the ECB to fix a date to the end of bond purchases. Is that a warranted call in your books? Um, so uh, the program's got to come to an end, end at some point. I, I think that they'll be very careful about how they remove that liquidity from the market. And you know, to a large extent, the market has become reliant on, on that liquidity. Um, I think, you know, given the current state of uh, certainly corporate bar balance sheets um, and, uh, and, and the health of, of those companies in Europe and with the co economy picking up um, in that side of the world, I, I don't think that would be a worry for, for borrowers in Europe. Well, Craig, it's been a pleasure having you in studio this evening. Thanks so much for having joined our discussion today. It was uh, Craig Sherman, Credit Portfolio Manager at Ashburton, and Ian Crookshanks, Chief Economist at the South African Institute of Race Relations, stays with us straight after the break. And that's as we get into some analysis of all that's played out on the equity scene. So don't go away.